0: The problem with R.D. Gable and his book, False Prophets and the Lovers of Children, Disestablishing the Establishment, fundamentally is that he is lost. He is not a born-again Christian, and therefore he has a hard time comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit. The other fundamental issue that he has is that he confounds Catholicism with true Christianity. The truth of the matter is, if you want a synonym for Catholicism, it is Satanism. Of that, you can be, there is no doubt. Brad Olson writes in his book, Modern Esoteric Beyond Our Senses, quote, and while it is simultaneously true that some Catholics are devoted planetary servants, a very small minority are known pedophiles. Now I would argue that it is a small minority. I would argue that it is a small minority that we are aware of, but that beneath the tip of the iceberg is a vast ocean of the kind of foul filth you cannot even begin to imagine. The salient point is that any time there is a rigid hierarchy such as the Catholic Church, there is the potential for a top-heavy abuse by those running the organization. The vast majority beneath them may be unaware of any abuses and feel powerless to change the organization. R. D. Gable writes, "In December of 2014, senior Roman Catholic Bishop of Shrewsbury, right Reverend Mark Dais stated that John Lennon's song "Imagine" misleads the world about the causes of war, and that it's a repetition of the ill-founded belief that religion causes those wars. For anyone who truly thinks that religion or at the very least strongly rooted beliefs no matter how incorrect are not the cause of major conflict in the war is either ignorant of history or ignorant entirely. To that degree, Gable is correct. And without trying to sound like I'm parsing words there is a huge difference between a true Christian a true Bible believer and the religionist. And some of the most awful Things perpetrated on humanity have been done in the name of religion. Now, let us be philosophically consistent. Atheism, likewise, has perpetrated the death of hundreds of millions. But I would argue that atheism is simply religion by another name. But when it comes to the Catholic Church, there is no doubt that both directly and indirectly it is drenched in the blood of millions, if not hundreds of millions. And as the beloved Apostle Paul said, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Gable writes, what a joke. An article from the com titled Vant- Vatican Rent-A-Boy Prostitution Ring Exposed Underage Boys exploded, Exploited states that a prostitution ring consisting of of poor immigrant boys, many under age, was found operating inside the Holy Roman Church. But no, by by all means, by all means, let's get concerned about who kneels at the NFL game and who doesn't. The article stated that a, quote, member of Italy's military police served as a pimp for the ring, picking up immigrant boys, many under age, at a bar called Twink for encounters with priests around rome again this is so common gable writes that it is a joke in pop culture people find it easier to laugh at the situation than to actually deal with it but it's like saint louis archbishop robert carlson said in response to whether it was a crime for an adult to gauge in sex with a child i'm not sure whether i knew it was a crime or not Now let me digress, because it wasn't too long ago that a person was trying to give a TED Talk telling us that we really can't get too mad. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. The floodgate has been opened, and rather than dealing with pedophilia, they are going to normalize it. Can you believe a priest says, I'm not sure whether it was a crime or not? Gable writes, this is criminal. It is established, which established a set of rules to essentially obligate priests to cover up child abuse, has been going on for generations in the Catholic Church. The general instruction was for all cases to be a matter of the secret of the Holy Office, which today is known as the highest pontifical secrecy, which also implies an underlying conspiracy to commit a crime. Another example is that of Bishop Robert Finn, sometimes. As public pressure and the testimony of abuse victims begins to spread, the established order will throw someone, anyone, but they'll throw someone to the media wolves in order to quell the dissent. In April of 2015, Pope Francis accepted the resignation of U.S. Bishop Robert Finn, whom, according to reports, failed to, quote, report a suspected child abuser. The abuser... Reverend Sean Radigan was later sentenced to 50 years in prison for possessing hundreds of lewd photos of young girls on his computer. These images are worth lots of money to those who are involved in this business, and it is always important to remember that this isn't always, in fact, rarely about any form of sexual attraction to children, and it is typically for blackmail, money, or some need to assert your physical dominance over the week, or I would say, adding to Gable's writing, power in contact with satanic forces. Now, no U.S. bishop has ever been forcibly removed from, for covering up a guilty member of the clergy. And to keep up that perception, Robert Finn resigned in a fashionable order in the same way. Tarquisio Baritone, and Adolf Nicholas Pacon resigned after being the subject of an ICLCJ hearing. Likely, Robert Finn will be removed to another location, as is the case with many clergymen who commit or cover up an act of child abuse. There were several reports about the resignation. One from the Associated Press states that, quote, his resignation did not provide a specific reason. But wait a minute, Gable writes, there is a reason. When I hear about a story of this sort, it only makes me wonder how many naive people really believe that the church is somehow doing everything they can to fight child abuse. When in fact, as we have seen, not covering up child abuse is the general instruction for all cases under the highest potenfical secrecy. All of these cases of child abuse, including Bishop Finn's negligence to inform anyone of the suspected abuse of Reverend Radigan are to be of the highest secret in order to protect the image of the faith. And this includes the obligations of priests to turn a blind eye and keep these cases secret. Under Vatican law, Crimean solitationists, those who don't cover up abuse or protect abusive priests are excommunicated from the church for violating the guidelines. Did you hear that? There is within the pontifical orders a specific law that if you don't cover up abuse or protect the priest, you were the one excommunicated, not the one feeling up little kids. Every once in a while, though, one is thrown into the circus ring, and that is what we have in Bishop Finn's case. It gives the impression that the Vatican and the current Pope really does have a quote-unquote zero-tolerance policy against child abusers, which they make a public display of in some instances. The ironic motif here is that Vatican law has been established to literally prevent the releasing of information about abuse cases and the abusers in order to keep the church pure. A series of terms or slogans such as zero tolerance is a programmable form of propaganda used to incite a sense of security and authority in the minds of those Coherent. So if I was to say that the Vatican has laws to protect priests, and this is even backed up by a United Nations report from their Committee on the Rights of the Children, then I suppose these claims are automatically dismissed as hatred toward the faith, because a, uh, because a figure of authority raised his hand, put on his fish hat, and claims to have a policy of zero tolerance. The phrase ends there, zero tolerance, but zero tolerance for what? They say child abusers. Gable says... And I say otherwise. For some, the act of homosexual sex or sex with a minor is more about domination and power rather than attraction. I'm going to brainstorm here with you for just a moment. But I wonder if in some way that wasn't... Well, I'm, I'm going out here on a limb. So will you just let me... Uh, digress for a minute. Adam and Eve were created innocent in the Garden of Eden. If there was some sort of sexual interaction between Adam uh, between Satan and E uh, and Eve, I wonder what that would qualify as. Rape. If she was innocent. Underage. I wonder if that's why that's where pornography really finds its final resting place. Or I should say its final unrest. It starts with the sort of normal stuff and then it moves into multiple partners. Adam, Eve, Satan. Then it moves into often homosexuality, Satan, Adam, I'm speculating. Then it moves into child porn, innocence, domination, Satan, Eve. And then it moves into snuff. In the day you eat thereof, ye shall surely die. Satan was a murderer from the beginning just thinking out loud, no doctrine, just thinking out loud. In the ancient Egyptian underworld, the soul was being carried on a vessel or a boat that represents the soul's journey to be reborn again. When the soul, which is essentially our energetic consciousness, according to Gable, is reborn, it can be reincarnated into another physical vessel. The constant recycling of souls and experiences is likely, one reason, for déjà vu, the French word for already seen. It was the beast, Alistair Crowley, who stated in his 1929 book, Magic, in theory and practice, that it was the theory of the ancient magicians that any living being is a storehouse of energy varying in quantity according to the size and health of the animal, and in quality according to its mental and moral character. At the death of this animal, this energy is liberated suddenly. For the highest spiritual working, one must accordingly choose that victim which contains the greatest and purest force. Put yourself back in the Garden of Eden for a moment. A male child of perfect innocence and high intelligence is the most satisfactory, suitable victim. Hmm. Notice the use of K in Crowley. G- Gable writes in K, uh, of K in Crowley's use of the word magic. The reason for this, the reason he doesn't spell magic M-A-G-I-C but M-A-G-I-K, is the eleventh letter of the alphabet, and the eleven, and the and eleven, was seen as a number of Satan and the Beast. The eleventh number, the number eleven. And nine, eleven, 11 Twin Towers? Gotta be coincidence. We will not digress. Let us stay on task. This is why, Gable writes, most child abusers go after little boys and why powerful, influential married men partake in these acts. Has nothing to do with sex, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about global, systemic Satanism. Sometimes the marriage is a sham, Gable writes, especially for politicians who wish to, quote, identify with the common people by this deceptive manipulation of human perception. Others may actually be homosexual, but not that there's anything wrong with that, as George Costanza from Seinfeld would say. Now, while Gable tries to state that he doesn't have a problem with homosexual or heterosexuality, which is wrong, but I understand where he's coming from as a sinner, he does at least have the courage to say that in and of itself, homosexuality is not the issue. But what we are talking about is the rampant reality of homosexuality in connection with the occult, sacrifice, and child rape. A June ninth, 1989 edition of the Washington Times cover reads, Homosexual Prostitution Inquiries ensnares vip's with reagan bush and the underlying title st- says that call boys took midnight tour of white house the article reads like a television movie a homosexual prostitution ring is under investigation by federal and district authorities and includes among its clients key officials of the reagan and bush administrations military officers, congressional aides, U.S. and foreign businessmen with close social ties to Washington political elite. Reporters for this newspaper examined hundreds of credit card vouchers drawn on both corporate and personal cards and made payable to the escort service operated by the homosexual ring. Homosexual pedophile rings? As we mentioned earlier, stolen babies? And what about... The story of Kevin Annette. Fewer people know about the Canadian Holocaust at the residential schools in Canada by the United Church. Reverend Kevin Annette helped to bring global attention to these crimes, including the 50% death rate in the schools, after experiencing firsthand the fear, guilt, and anguish of the natives in Port Albernia, British Columbia, where he initially took over a small white congregation at St. Andrew's United Church. After hearing about the abuse of aboriginals, Kevin began talking and even confronted the church about the lack of aboriginal participation in the church and the allegations being waged against the residential schools. This later led to his defrocking which included a kangaroo court where the charges levied were not even provided. The church even approached Kevin's wife and offered to help pay for her divorce, for which they are able to come up with roughly a quarter of a million dollars for her to get divorced, which was astounding seeing that Kevin had his food bank shut down because of a lack of church funds. After leaving Port Alberni, he attempted to get a doctorate at the University of British Columbia, but that too was blocked because of the research he pursued. However, he did discover the entire record of the Indian residential schools, that had been acquired by the UBC library system the same year. Kevin said that, quote, I found these records to be an incredible goldmine of information containing school records, Indian agent reports about the conditions in the schools, and petitions and complaint forms Native elders and parents had presented. One document Kevin found was called the Application for Admission, which basically was a form that Native parents were forced to sign that surrendered legal guardianship of their children over to the residential school principal, the clergyman. This is just more evidence along with the mass graves and eyewitness accounts that also link the Catholic Church and the royal family to the abuse of these children. This includes child sex trafficking, ritual abuse, torture, molestation, rape, and experimentation of those taken from orphanages, children's homes, hospital, mental mental institution, etc., etc. For more information on the story, you can actually check out Gable recommend Kevin Annette's book, Unrepentant Disrobing of the Emperor, Unrelenting Between Sodom and Zion. Ladies and gentlemen, these cases are rampant and they are global. And then there is the case. Just within a couple years, we have seen the exposure of an international ring of child abusers, Gable rights, including Jerry Sandusky at Penn State. Where was he? Penn State. Pennsylvania. And Jimmy Seville in London. The Royals who would routinely abuse children while on the premise of BBC, where he worked as an entertainer. He, like many well-known abusers, had unprecedented access to children through the many charities he helped and hospitals, where he would have worked very closely with them. Witnesses report being abused by Seville in a room underneath the hospital where Seville would don a robe with others and chant, Ave Satania. He would then rape and beat them. Seville not only had unprecedented access to children, but also had a long-standing relationship with the royal family, specifically Prince Charles. And his victims not only included children as young as eight, but out of at least 450 known victims, some were as old as 47. Other high-profile child abusers included... Uh, include the heir to the DuPont throne, Robert H. Richards, who was convicted of raping his daughter and then accused of raping his son. According to the USA Today, he pled pled guilty in 2008 to fourth-degree rape of his daughter. Did you read about that in 2008? I think in 2008 I was pulling for Jeff Gordon's DuPont car to win another championship. The article states that according to a lawsuit against Richards, quote, he entered his daughter's room while she slept and penetrated her with his fingers while masturbating. That's sick, ladies and gentlemen. Who does that? Then there is Brian Singer, the director of X-Men, accused of abusing young boys all along. And who did he do it beside? With? Involved with? Garth Ancier, founding programmer of Fox and former president of BBC Worldwide America, David Newman, former Disney TV president and chief programming officer at CNN. Gary Goddard, former Disney employee and head of Goddard Group. According to the Daily Mail article, in April 2014, a lawsuit had been filed under Hawaii law that temporarily suspends statutes of limitation in sex abuse cases. The law has led to several lawsuits against clergy members and others. Another story from Fox News reported that James Egan, a former child model, who filed the suit, was intoxicated with drugs and alcohol and that all three men pressured him into sex and sodomy between the ages of 15 and 17. The article continues to reference Egan's attorney, Jess Herman, who suggests, quote, There is a sex ring at play in Hollywood where minors are promised roles but in turn are exploited. Sounds like Corey Haim's not as crazy as we thought that he was. In 2016, the star of The Lord of the Rings, Elijah Wood, surprised many people when he said Hollywood was, quote, in the grip of child abuse scandal similar to Jimmy Seville. He added, quote, there are a lot of vipers in this industry, people who only have their own interest in mind. There is a darkness in the underbelly, if you can imagine it. It's probably happened. The fact that the victims of politicians or celebrities, for example, can hardly speak because who is going to believe you? was also mentioned by Wood, who added, quote, that's the tragedy of attempting to reveal what is happening to innocent people. The Telegraph newspaper also reported that Corey Feldman, star of films such as Goonies and the Gremlins, said that he was surrounded by abusers in his youth. So Gable asks, what is happening here? You can either believe this is all imagination and all of the abuse victims are in collaboration to spread a disastrous myth, or that they are telling the truth to the best of their knowledge and experience. Many discrediting comments about these subjects include they just want money. Okay, so massively wealthy Hollywood celebrities want money when compromising their careers only to talk about these things? Doesn't make sense. There is something profoundly rampant taking place. From Franklin's scandal to Penn State to Jimmy Seville, And let's not forget Subway spokesman Jared Fogle, the longtime Subway spokesman who was busted with child pornography and soliciting minors for sex. The porn came from the former director of his charitable foundation, Russell Taylor, who was also charged with child porn and voyeurism. So there you have it, even your Subway sandwich guy. Apparently Jared would pick up children and Taylor would film them having sex. Fogel admitted in 2015 to abusing at least 14 children, some as young as six. According to authorities, Fogel sent text messages to prostitutes asking them to provide him with access to minors as young as 14 or 15 years for the purpose of commercial sex acts with him. He would then, to assure the prostitutes were not police, have sex with them as well. After allegedly paying one 17-year-old girl for sex at the Plaza Hotel in Ritz-Carlton as late as 2012 and 2013, texts were sent and he said he would accept anyone 16 or younger. Remember, there were boys involved in this as well. People online reported on the head of Jared's foundation and how he acquired child porn for Jared by, quote, secretly recording children while they are in his home. He set up multiple hidden cameras, some stashed in clocks and radios that were pointed at children as they were changing clothes, showering, bathing, or other activities. And Gable goes on to write that if these high-profile names, including Bill Clinton, are not enough, then how about a story that got limited news coverage in the mainstream or alternative? From April 2016... With the name Dennis Hastert, that's right, even your good old boy conservatives. For those of you who didn't research the name online real quick, Dennis was the longest serving Republican House Speaker in U.S. history. The longest serving Republican House Speaker in U.S. history. Also, for those of you lacking basic civics, the Speaker is the third in succession to the presidency if the Vice President is unable to take the job. Dennis Hastert was sentenced in federal court in Chicago for only a limited prison sentence and to pay over $1.5 million in hush money to cover up his sexual abuse of minors for decades prior. We're We're not talking about a secretary scandal. We're not talking about hookers. We're talking about children. The Speaker of the House, the third most powerful man arguably in the world with his finger on the button. He could rise from nowhere. He was nowhere on the political radar now. Nobody knows anything about him. He had an affiliation for young boys. He is only being prosecuted now, some believe as a warning to other abusers in the system or as a method for the system to make a public statement so as to protect others. The abuse of young children was so severe that U.S. District Judge Thomas Durkin actually called Hastert A serial child molester. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, all of this ties back. I do not agree with everything that Gable writes in his book, but I do agree with his assessment. Is it all the Catholic Church? No. But we've heard about Hollywood. Okay, granted, it wasn't a lot, but at least we heard about Hollywood. What about all the hashtag me too crap? We've heard about that. What about the injustices going, okay, I get all that, but why is this Catholic thing not taking off? It is global. It is is pervasive. I'll tell you why. Because what that is, is Revelation 17. It's not by accident that when God wants to in the end, finally described. He describes it not as the Nicolaitans, not as Baalites, not as the synagogue of Satan, but as the great whore. That is what we are dealing with. Are there Catholic people saved? Sure. Are there some good Catholic men and women? Sure. Is there anything good about the Catholic Church? Absolutely no.